Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. Today's guest holds such a special place in my heart because he was the dietitian that I hired a couple of years ago to help me with my journey, and we've stayed connected and stayed in touch since. Not only did he help me increase my calories and carbs an insane amount while getting leaner, but he just helped me understand my body so much more and what it needs, not only every single day, but especially what it needs for my workouts. He is a sports dietitian. He is the supplement guru, which is why I brought him on this podcast to answer all of your top supplement questions. Are they effective? What ones should you be taking? Does collagen even work? Are BCAAs a waste of money? And so many more. We had the best time recording this podcast. He is such a fun guest, so I hope you have fun listening to it. Welcome back to Crying Burns Calories. I'm so excited to have today's guest on. It's actually the first male coming on the Crying Burns Calories podcast. His name is Tony Castillo. He used to be my nutrition coach. I asked him how he wanted me to introduce him. And he said the Kanye West of nutrition. And as we got on the call, he was blasting a notorious B.I.G. song because it's just exactly what he used to do when I used to coach with him. So Tony, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, Katie, thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure, not only to be the first male guest, but just to be a guest on your podcast. You're an absolute rock star. I said it earlier before you hit record. I love you. I do anything for you, whatever you need. I got your back, especially checking your creatine intake and making sure you still eat bananas because if that doesn't happen, then you we will get into that in because I am not taking that, but I'm still having bananas. <laughs> but I honestly feel the same way about you. I just think your energy is so amazing. And that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on, on top of being a wealth of knowledge. But what I really want you to do first is tell everybody who you are, what you do, and then a little bit of your story. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, my name is Tony Castillo. I am the Kanye West of nutrition. All right. <laughs> uh, what the do I mean Kanye by West. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the crazy one. All right. Yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with mental health. And we've talked about that before this call. Sure. Definitely get your mental health checked in. But uh, I like to think of myself as someone that has a lot of knowledge in regards to nutrition. So I work with athletes and active individuals looking to change their body composition and improve their performance overall in their sport. So how did I get there? How did that journey even happen? Because I can tell you, Katie, if you saw me in the athletics field, you'd be like, 
that dude should sit down. He should be benched. He is not athletic at all. <laughs> I would not think that. But. <laughs> so when I was younger, about 13 years old, I remember going to the urologist with my mom. Uh, the reason I went there is because I had man boobs. I was overweight. And I didn't like the way I looked. And I was going to therapy, seeing a therapist for these reasons. And when I went to go see this urologist, they said to me, you have two options. And they said, you can either get hormone replacement therapy or plastic surgery. And I was like, holy crap, I'm 13 years old. There's got to be a different way to do this. Why am I going to take hormones? Why am I going to get plastic surgery, Garrett, of something that I'm just not happy with? So I decided not to do either of those routes, uh, <laughs> luckily. So all throughout high school, I remember being bullied, uh, made fun of for having man boobs. There was even a certain time where guys were going around scooping each other, as it's called. And I was very insecure about that. I would get, I was very closed off. Um, I didn't, I had a lot of male body image issues. Like I'd go to pool parties. I go to the beach. I'd always have a shirt on. Or if I was like prompted to take my shirt off, I'd make sure I'd be either the first one in the water so I could hide under the water and the first one out so no one could see me. And I have even a freaking towel around me. Um, there's even a picture of me with an umbrella hat, which are the ugliest things in the world, but it was just to take attention away from my body because I was not happy with the way I looked. At the end of high school, I was actually a lineman in football for our team. That's how big I was. I was about 250 pounds. And I found a friend of mine who was a bodybuilder. He gave me a meal plan. Lost the weight. It was great, Katie. Absolutely loved it. Felt great with my body. Went to college and I did the exact opposite. I gained all the weight back. Yeah. I drank all the beer, all the tacos, all the pizza. Quick and then it. I went through, oh yeah, all the good stuff, you know? Uh, and I remember going through cheat days where I literally, I, the, the, the cheat day I remembered was a whole pizza, a burger, fries, and a burrito. I lined it up and I just ate it all. And I remember after that day, I felt so bad. That, that next week, it was that typical cycle that we all hear, Katie. You wake up, yeah. you skip breakfast, you have coffee, 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 noon, uh, salad with chicken, uh, coffee, 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 salad with chicken, wake up the next day, pre-workout, protein, yeah. workout, skip everything, do two hours of fast cardio, all yeah. the things. So I went through every diet at the then time. Then the weekend comes around again, and yeah. there we are. Back at it, yeah. The burritos. <laughs> So I did every diet that was out there, the clean eating, um, if it's your macros, the South Beach diet, Atkins. I've tried different kinds of protein powders, different kinds of fat burners. My wife even had this ballerina skinny tea that was for women only to lose weight. Wait, it was called 80. ballerina skinny tea? Oh, yeah. In this green box. I remember it. And I'm telling you, marketing <laughs> is such bullshit. Come on. Oh, oh, and I was drinking it behind her back because it said for women only. I was like, how does this only work for women? Why can't it work for guys? I was, it was a laxative. My, my girlfriend, who's not my wife at the time, she was like, why am I running out of this so quickly? I'm like, I don't know. That's weird. Probably order some more. And all it had me do was crap my pants. That's yeah. all it did. I was just running to the bathroom all the time. Well, I uh, took a year off from college. I got my degree in biology and chemistry and I underfueled. Um, how do I know that? I broke my foot while dancing, which should be the last way you should be breaking your foot unless, I, and I'm not a competitive dancer. So let's mm -hmm. just put that out there. I was just out on, on a night. We weren't uh, break dancing. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no Irish jig for me, but, uh, I, I broke my foot and I knew how to change something. My wife invited me to go to a open house and it had a master's in nutrition. I was like, I didn't know you could get a degree in nutrition. So I sat for my first class. Absolutely loved it. Katie from there. I went to go work in a hospital down in Miami. Then I went, went to work at the university of Florida with their athletes. And then I went to go work on with the Toronto blue Jays and their baseball team. And now that's why I work with athletes. Just, I love that sports nutrition side because we always see them eating all this food that we're told we can't have or have to stay off limits. And it's like, how are they doing it? What's the secret? And is that they have a really good relationship with their body, 
with their food and how they're trying to increase performance. And the aesthetics piece typically follows for whatever sport they're doing, but not all athletes have that great relationship with food. Some of, some of them need to have a lot of time uh, to manage that with their life experience and whatnot, but that's a whole nother story, but that right. is my it's balancing, long intro. It's balancing like the performance, the aesthetic side of it. Like that's Absolutely. a really tough thing. Cause when you're an athlete, you feel like you're supposed to look a certain way, but then in order to get that way, it's hard to perform. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of people think like, oh, every athlete shredded. It's like, that's not good uh, for a lot of athletes. If we think about swimmers, if you actually don't have enough body fat on, they won't be buoyant. So they won't float in the water. So it's actually tougher for them to swim. So you actually want a little bit of adipose or fat. So it helps them float. Like just one prime example that we think like, oh, you got to right. be ripped. Like you see Michael Phelps, he's ripped. It's like, he actually has a little bit of fat because he, it helps him float. If not, they have to pull. So it makes it tough for them. But anyways, yeah, that's my short intro. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And now, yeah, I mean, I just think it's such a cool like transition. Obviously, like our, our stories are part of the reason we do what we do. It really is. And I think you, uh, you have, you start coaching people that can relate to your story. And that was one of the things that brought me to you is not that story specifically, but obviously dealing with like body dysmorphia my whole life and then transitioning into being a trainer and a fitness coach and nutrition coach, teaching classes, all of these things. I came to you wanting to have composition change, thinking that you were going to give me some macro split. I actually made you remember, I made you oh, give yeah. me macros. And you I remember. <laughs> I made you though. You're like, I can, I don't usually do this, but I can. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm, you know, I haven't tracked in like two years, a year and a half, two years. Which That's is amazing. amazing. I, know, I know completely intuitively eating, but I was also a little, I was still stuck in that mindset where you know what? I'm going to get on with Tony and he's going to give me the most perfect macro split. And that's, what's really going to change the game for me. Um, and you did change the game for me, but it wasn't with the macro split. <laughs> no, <What> I, <laughs> but it's macros. That's all, that's all you need to do. But it fits. Yeah. Um, what I found out from you is that I was like massively under fueling. I mean, I probably, I think I probably eat 700 more calories a day than when we started together, which is a lot for women. But also like energy levels, like everything is just through the roof. I, per I perform so much better. I got way better composition change eating more. Yeah. So I'm curious before we, I, I want to dive into like supplements, but I want you to tell me like, why is that, that when you start eating more or eating more for your body and your activity level, you see better results? Well, just looking at what you were doing, I remember when you came to me, you're like, Hey, here's some macros I have. And it was like super high protein, super low carb, super low fat. And I'm like, okay, you're a vegetarian. Like this isn't going to work. You're like, no, 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 but it's, it's cool, Tony. I, I teach I, I, six classes a week. I train seven days a week. I get 10,000 steps a day. <laughs> like you were telling me all these things like, oh my God, what, why isn't this working? I don't know. And then you showed me what you're eating. I was like, ah, figured it out. Carbs, baby. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's because we've been told for so long that eating less and moving more is all we need to do. Right. Versus like trying to understand the composition and fuel of what we're doing. Yeah. You were training so much. I remember looking at your schedule. I was like, holy crap, when are you eating? You're like, no, no, no. I'm just. Buys and tries on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Back and <laughs> bugs on Thursday. <laughs> What'd you eat today? An egg. Oh, that's. White. <laughs> How'd you flavor it? Nothing. I just ate pure egg whites. Like, oh. All right. That's fun. Um, when's the last time you had a banana? What? Yeah. The things that make you fat. But I think it's just, we've been told so long that eating less and moving more is what we need to do versus like listening to our body. How often are we moving it? What are we trying to really gain? 
And I think that we've been, and myself included, have been on such low calorie diets for so long. I remember I used to track on my fitness pal. And every time it tells you like in 10 weeks, you're going to be at this weight. You're like, yes, I can do it. But then the <laughs> next day you eat the exact opposite. And it's like in 10 weeks, you're going to be this way. And you're like, mother effer, uh, what happened? So right. it was like that almost acknowledgement of eating less is going to get you to your goal. But that's where I ended up breaking my foot. I ended up losing muscle. So all these things that I wanted to get more of, I was doing the exact opposite because that's yeah. what we're told. We're yeah. told eating 1200 calories for females, 1500 calories for males is going to get us exactly where we want when it's the exact opposite of what we want. It yeah. makes us hungry all the time. It makes us binge on foods. It makes us say, oh, the weekend's here. F my diet. Yeah. It does the exact opposite. So I think it's because when we actually eat more food, we eat the foods we enjoy. And we don't feel that restriction. We don't feel that binge. We start to enjoy what our body can actually do because then you can start seeing the movements it can do. So you perform better in the gym. So you get those body composition results because you're performing better. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I mean, I think you you said it there is like, like you got injured and that's what was going on with me is like, I was getting all of these minor injuries. I wasn't progressing my lifts whatsoever because I was overexerting my body. I was under fueling it. I wasn't enjoying it. And I also wasn't getting the composition change I wanted. So, but, but we're in this mindset of let me just do more. Yes. That's why I'm not, you know, if I could do more, I'll get stronger and I won't get injured. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's actually couldn't be more opposite from what's going on. And Absolutely. you said carbs. That was one of the things, I mean, even that was when I was like sort of in the beginning world of new realm of nutrition coaching, but I still, I mean, when it's ingrained in you for so long to skip carbs or that, you know, cutting out carbs will help you lose weight. It's a hard thing to like get out of and a very easy thing to just do is skip the carbs in your meal. And I mean, I was probably eating, I don't know, 120, 130 carbs back then. And now I'm like, well, in the 200. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Not even thinking (laughs) anything about it. So, and not that I'm like ever want anybody to compare what I'm eating to where you're at. Everybody's body is different and you will get results in a completely different way. But it's just saying like, if we're actually fueling for our goals, most, most people want a toned look. That means building muscle. That means you have to fuel your body properly and also nourish it. Like there's a huge mental and emotional part of it too, of where like we're restricting for so long, like healing your relationship with food will heal your relationship with your body. But I think that first piece comes before. Absolutely. I know it does. And people skip it. People always tend to skip it. They're always like, no, no, but I want the quick results. No, no, no. I want to see it. Like uh, I had a client I was working with and what they said to me is like, I'm motivated by results. And I'm like, we all are right. And (laughs) like, duh. Yeah. But we have to get through the foundational things first. Yeah. And that whole more mentality just reminded me we're taught if we work more, we'll get better results, not only in the gym, in our body composition, but at work right? We're told to work more hours and we'll get promoted. So we always Mm -hmm. think like that work more versus like, how about we work less and are more effective in what we're doing versus staying on the clock that extra hour while all you're doing is scrolling on Instagram or TikTok, right? right? Like, why don't you just become more effective and leave and allow yourself the same thing with at the gym? Like I remember this was before Netflix existed. I used to have to try to download things on my computer and bring it to the gym, put it on the treadmill. (laughs) So I just like walk it, watch it like, all right, this is great. I love watching this show while doing absolutely nothing. Like you're wasting your time. You're not being intentional about it. Right. Right. I always say it has to be like, like effective and also efficient and enjoyable. And usually it's none of those things. We're hating what we're doing. It's not effective at all. And it's not efficient. Oh no, not Um, at all. Yeah. 
One of the things, so like when I was coaching with Tony, we were also in the same business coaching group and he started to sort of be known as like the supplement king. Like, yeah, 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 he would answer all the supplement questions. And I was really drawn to that. And I've actually had him come into my small groups and coach just teaching people about supplements because we really grew up in the industry where it was like, there was slim fast, there was hydroxy cut, there was green tea, like all of these supplements and everything, we thought everything would change the game for us. Right. And you would think that that would have transitioned and it has a little bit, but just, I think into different marketing, better marketing tools for people. So I guess the most base question of like, let's chat supplements is, are they effective? Depends. (laughs) There are some that effective and some that not right. So working with athletes, I get sent like a bajillion different supplements. So I always am like, how can we decide if the supplement's worth it or not? So the first thing I do is I look for a third-party certification, whether it's NSF for sport or informed choice, which you can Google, find their websites, and it'll tell you what's on there. Why do I do that? Because what it tells me is what's on the label is in the bottle or packet. And what's in the bottle and packet has no banned substances. And you're like, well, Tony, I'm maybe you're not a, a high-level athlete. You're just someone who's working out a few times a week. And you heard that this protein powder that Karen brought is really good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not third-party certified, but it tastes really good. Well, uh, I spoke to someone who works at one of these third-party certifications, Katie, and they said they had a sleep supplement that contained meth. I don't know what your experience is with meth, hopefully very little, but meth actually keeps <laughs> you up versus yeah. putting you to sleep. And yeah. it was tainted with it. And then there was another one that had creatine that was actually tainted with cocaine. Now, again, if you're probably going into work to uh, do a drug test randomly, you might need to watch out for cocaine in <laughs> your supplements. Right. Uh, so you definitely don't want that because you might get right. triggered on that. But the other thing is like, you don't want to have meth while you're trying to go to sleep. Uh, right. Again, it's like all these supplements are tainted. And if we look at it, about 95% of the raw materials that these supplement companies get come from China. Nothing wrong with China. I, I'm just saying where it comes from. And some of their practices, it's very dirty. They don't clean it in between for some of them. I'm not saying all. Yeah. There's lots and of fillers. Exactly. Uh, yeah. There can even be cockroach poop, which I know is everyone's favorite ingredient when they look at their labels. You know, it's right. always like, oh, great. I love cockroach. Can't wait. Nice yeah. Flavor. So I always make sure third party tested to make sure it is something that's worth it. And that kind of gives me like a better check now to ask for that effectiveness. If you have a poor diet, no supplements going to help. It's mm-hmm. never going to help food. You have to have the right food. And I think people always do the opposite. They always go for the supplements first and then they go for the food and yes. they don't get the results they want because you focused on the thing that will make a one to 3% difference instead of the things that make a 97 to 99% difference. I like that. I, I work well with percentages. I love it. <laughs> Give me those numbers. We know the numbers girl, um, but no, you're right. It's like, would we focus on the supplement because it's easy? to just pop in our mouth. It's easier than going for a walk in the sunshine and focusing on our mental health, right? It's like, we want that supplement, but nobody was ever like that completely changed their mental, physical, emotional health. And were able to really get the results they want long-term was like, oh, it was hydroxy cut or it was raspberry ketones. Like, no, it wasn't. You will never hear anybody say that. And I love that you said like supplements are like one to 3%. They are good in addition to an already sound foundation. They can be helpful, but- also what supplement are you getting? Cause I know most of the people I talk to, it's like they buy them in bulk at Costco, you know, mm-hmm. or the CVS or wherever, just a random online store. And just like you said, you don't know what you're getting. It could have the smallest amount of what it says in it and the rest could be fillers. And that's what you're yeah. taking. One, one of my favorite ones is like fish oil. So many people buy it because of heart health inflammation, right? The buzzword. 
Uh, it's like, okay, what fish are you getting? I go to like CVS and I get whatever's like buy two, get two free. Yeah. Um, okay. Well let's look. So one thing you want to look at is like the EPA and DHA and make sure it's as close to whatever the full thing is. So let's say there's can, like, can you go into this quick? Because you yeah. said this in my group and like, it has yeah. stuck with me. So for example, uh, not knock in CVS, let's just say pharmacy name brand. Let's so go Walgreens. We we'll yeah. name another. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity hater. Uh, <laughs> so when we see like one of these name brands, we see the EPA and DHA when you look under total omegas. And let's say it has a thousand milligrams of total omegas, which you'll see is one gram as well. But the total EPA and e EPA is going to be about 100 milligrams. Now, what is an effective dosage? Between two to four thousand milligrams or two to four grams. So if you have a hundred, you would need to take... 20 of those CVS or Walgreens like pills to get an effective dosage yeah. versus if you buy a high quality fish oil, which there are brands out there that do exist, you only need to take two and it will yeah. actually help versus you just taking a fish oil and it just doing absolutely nothing. Wasn't there some equation where like the, the EPA and the DHA should add together or something? Yes. As soon as they add together it should be as close to the number of the total amount. So let's say, let's go back to that example of a thousand. If EPA and DHA are let's say 800, then that's great because the other 200 are typically a filler. So you want to get as close to the total amount of fish oil it's promoting. Between so it's the two numbers. Yes. Between the two numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. So EPA and DHA, the closest to the total amount of omega-3s that it's promoting on okay. the bottle. I love that. I think that's like yes. such an, it's such an easy way to look at it when you're, when yeah. you're looking at the supplements. There are a couple of supplements that I want that actually people ask questions about, but they're very well known in the industry. And I want to dive uh -oh. into them. The first one is BCAAs. Let's just oh. talk about, I know, I know I'm guilty. The amount of money I've spent on BCAAs in my life, but not a single dime in the last four years. Katie, same. I used yeah. to be the BCAA king yeah. when I was in college. I'm like, do you even lift? Yeah. <laughs> what? So if we go into where BCAs come from, most mm. of the time they come from bird feathers, which is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, uh, most know. people don't know that. It also come from human hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not really anything I want to be personally intaking. Now, is it effective? Absolutely not if you're eating enough protein. And even yes. if you're not, it's not going to do anything. It's literally just flavoring your water. Yeah. Uh, that's what research let's talk says. about what they are. They're branched chain amino acids, right? Correct. Absolutely. So if we think about it, uh, an amino acid, you need 20 to make a full protein. So you need 20 Lego chains to make it uh, one full chain. And what happens is the BCAAs are only three of the 20. And in order for your muscle to start building and growing, you need, there's nine essential and 11 non-essential, meaning 11, your body makes nine you need. So out of those nine, you're getting 30% from BCAAs, which is not enough. I don't know about you, but 30% of anything is not enough of, of right. what you're trying to promote. So most of the time, BCAAs are not worth it. And not only that, you if you do decide that you really want to get BCAAs just because you really like the flavor and whatever, um, if you do want to find like a good range, it's a two to one to one ratio of leucine to isoleucine availing. 10 to 1 to 1 does nothing. 5 to 1 to 1 to 1 does nothing. All these other bigger numbers is marketing to make it more expensive because they tell you it's got way more. Leucine is the one that uh, helps trigger what's called muscle protein synthesis, which is the fancy word for helping to build muscle. Uh, so leucine is the one that does that. Now, if you have it by itself, it's not going to help turn on that switch. That's why you need to have it with the other eight essential amino acids or Lego chains versus that BCAA, which only has three. 
which goes back to what we said in the beginning is it can be helpful when you already have a sound foundation, but most BCAA supplements are just absolute BS and you're wasting your money. Yeah. Yep. You're just flavoring your water. And if yeah. that's what you want to flavor your water with, I mean, sure. Go, go right it. ahead. Sure. Yeah. Strawberry lemonade it up. Bird feathers. <laughs> <laughs> I love strawberry lemonade bird feathers. Actually, you right. know, that was a great lunch dish. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's ever tasted so good. Okay. The next one, and I'm going to get flack for this. I know I am because, oh, I know you're no, you know what I'm going to say? Creatine. Creatine for sure. <laughs> and he, you had me on this back in the day when we coached together oh, yeah. and I stayed consistent for a while, but I'm just going to be really honest with you because it's still stuck in my head with the weight gain. And I've been, I've talked about in this oh, yeah. podcast, how I've gone through like a b- bit of a phase where I've like put on weight. I'm not as lean as I like I'm not as comfortable as I want to be right now, you know, and I'm working on getting myself back there, but I started taking creatine and instantly saw the scale go up and was like, Ooh, we're not a match. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the literal Instagram story you tagged me in. It was gray fall leaves. It was one of their filters and you put a puffer fish on it. And I was like, what is going on here, Katie? What are you sending me? It was like the sad, like, oh no. And you're like, Tony, the scale went up. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's what happens with creatine. So creatine- But when you're working with women that mainly want to lose weight, it's a really hard thing to explain. Absolutely. And it's hard to break it because we, again, we're motivated by results. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. numbers. The number just went up. I'm not taking this anymore. Mm -hmm. So- Creatine, especially if you're someone who's on a vegetarian or vegan diet, is something I highly, highly, highly recommend. Reason being is 95% of our our creatine stores are in our skeletal muscles. So the muscles we work out when we do any kind of physical activity, whether you're running, um, hit, or in theory, any kind of class you're doing, cycling, like I see behind you, anything Mm -hmm. that you're doing, any kind of movement. And you use it for any movement under two minutes. And you're saying, well, Tony, I'm taking a, for example, I see you have the Peloton bike. You're taking a 30 minute Peloton class that lasts more than two minutes, but every pedal I'm hoping is much shorter than two minutes. If you're doing a two minute, one pedal, that's a very slow turn. So you're using those creatine sources. So every time you do any kind of movement, you're using those creatine sources and you need to replenish them. Now, the amount you want to take is five grams a day and you want to take it. You can take it either split it up half before half after you can take it after as long as you're consistent with it. That's the most important thing. And the one you want to take is creatine monohydrate. The other ones don't have the research behind it to support that it's actually effective. The gym I go to, the trainer there is like, oh yeah, I'm taking creatine. I'm like, oh great, what are you taking? Creatine monohydrate, even better. And then I'm like, how much are you taking? He's like 10 grams a day. And I'm like, well, weird, why? Uh, why not five? Oh, because the bottle says to take 10. And I'm like, yeah, because they're making money off of you. 10 is not going to help. Five is what you need. Uh, so where is creatine found naturally? Because we talk about how food first, right? You can find it in red meat or you can find it in fish. So if you're a vegetarian or vegan, probably not eating those things. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you would have to eat. It is two and a half pounds of salmon or five pounds of beef in order to get those five grams. Now, I don't know about you. After a workout, five pounds of beef doesn't sound attractive. Two and a half pounds of salmon doesn't sound yeah. attractive. And you'd have to do it every day, which one is going to come out very expensive Two it's probably not going to sit well, especially yeah. if you're someone who follows a different kind of diet. So I told him that and I'm like, yeah, you're just giving them money. He's like, oh, and he switched immediately to five grams. Now, why do I recommend it? Number one for those movements. So you're going to replenish what you've done. The other thing is it's been showing, especially in women, um, it's helping with brain health. Yeah. So there's actually creatine stores in your brain and it's helping women 
with, I see what they're saying is like with memory loss, with cognition, things of that nature. So it's definitely something I, I recommend to all women and most, all men I work with, unless they get a stomach issue with it or, or something like that, because it can cause some GI upset or gastrointestinal upset. But yeah. most people should be on it because we, we do lose it. Uh, and you will see the scale go up because just like carbohydrate, hydrate water, creatine is that energy source that will bring water into your muscles. Yes. Right? And that's where we see that weight gain where most people are like, no, I'm losing all the results. And it's like, well, you're keeping your muscles hydrated. So you're actually being able to push better, push more and get better results that will help yes. you get the body composition goals you're ultimately trying to reach. And you're getting better brain cognition. You're getting more power in your workouts. So at the end of the day, you're actually helping yourself versus hurting yourself. Yeah. And it's saying that like, it's not like you're going to see the scale consistently go up. You know, it's like, what would you say? Like two to three pounds of water weight, but it's helping you with everything your body needs. It's helping you lift stronger. It's helping you be able to push better in your workouts, which means more lean muscle, which means a more effective metabolism and better results. And looking good. <laughs> so you're saying I should start taking it again. I'll be texting you tomorrow. Good morning, Katie. How's your creatine? Um, you're just going to send me a puffer fish. <laughs> as you, as you were talking and using an analogy, I, I like had a flashback of when we used to coach and you'd always use car analogies and look, I know zero about cars and I would always get the wrong answer. He'd be like, look, if you were going to put oil in a car and you were going to do this. And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> would always get the wrong answer. As like, you can tell, our coaching calls were so dry, just never any right. good things came out of it. We never know? laughed. We <laughs> um, so funny. Okay. So one supplement that I really want to cover, and I don't think most people would look at it as a supplement is caffeine. And especially when it comes to energy drinks, like obviously we can talk about coffee, but energy drinks like Celsius, like bang energy, those have become so popular. And there's also a lot of people, especially on TikTok, starting to like speak out against them because they're having like adverse effects from drinking so many energy drinks. So I want to dive into this. So tell me your thoughts. <laughs> so even like, especially the Alani Nutrition's, um, the Monster Energy Drinks, Rockstars, I, I can tell you, Katie, I grew up where my pre-workout was either like a pre-workout supplement or like a, the diet rock star, the white one. I know the yeah, flavor. Yeah. Like if you give it to me, oof. Uh, right. Or even like vodka Red Bulls. That was yeah. a big thing. I'm like, uh, why are my lips tingling? I don't know, but I'm going <laughs> to go squat. <laughs> what am I feeling right now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. this is not normal. So definitely against energy drinks because they provide way too much caffeine. So how much is too much caffeine? Mm. Uh, so you should be having about three to five milligrams per kilo. And you're like, well, Tony, we don't talk in kilos. So you divide that by 2.2. So it's like one to three milligrams per pound. So, so for us, not math people. <clears throat> <laughs> so if you are, let's say 150 pounds, that's 150 milligrams of caffeine, which you can find in a double espresso or like a cup of coffee okay. um, is what you should be taking. But these energy drinks put 300 to 500 milligrams. And what happens is a lot of people are speaking out against it because they're sending people to the hospital. And when I'm saying people, I'm not talking about uh, like OBs, cardiac arrest, oh, like young cardiac kids. arrest for like an 18, 16 yes. year old when they should be full of energy. But yeah. because we're told not to eat carbs, which are our body's fuel source, insert car analogy, uh, <laughs> we're, we're using these energy drinks to give us a false sense of energy. Yeah. So instead of just eating carbs and fueling your body for workouts and fueling your muscles, you're actually leaning towards this fake source of energy. 
So absolutely, I do not recommend these energy drinks because it's not going to help you hit your goals. It's actually going to push you farther away. And because caffeine's half-life is about six hours, so if you drink 500 milligrams and you're an afternoon workout person, let's say you drink it at three, so in six hours by 9 p.m., you still have 250 milligrams going through your body, which I just said you should only be having about 150 milligrams. So another six hours, so nine wow. plus six, where does that take us? Three, three, three a.m. Yeah. You're at 125 milligrams. Yeah. So you still haven't even gotten enough. So you might have impaired sleep. And when you have impaired sleep, yeah. poor body composition goals, because now you're not even getting good quality sleep. I'm so glad you took this question here because this is exactly, it's everything I didn't know that I needed you to say, but it's true because you know, it's affecting your quality of sleep. It's affecting your circadian rhythm. It's affecting your stress, your cortisol, which directly affects your composition and you have low energy. So you get up the next day and what do you do? Chug more caffeine. And then you're not fueling your body properly. That's, that's the thing is caffeine addiction start. I think with women, the women I see what I work with is because they've been cutting out calories for so long. They've been barely trying to function on 1200 calories cutting out all carbs. Of course, you're exhausted. Of course, you're addicted quotation marks to caffeine. It's like, you're not giving your body at all what it needs. And they're drinking most of these things because it says it curbs your appetite so that you're not hungry. And they even buy like the caffeine gum and they chew it all afternoon. And they're like, looking like goats chewing, (laughs) chewing grass. And I have a gum addiction, but not caffeine, not caffeine. (laughs) Good. This is a question for you that I'm genuinely curious what the answer is, but I w- I went down a TikTok rabbit hole the other day with like the bang energy drinks and the Celsius. Yeah. And he was saying that because like caffeine directly affects your adrenals and that affects your cortisol levels for a lot of people, it's doing the exact opposite because you want to build muscle. So you're taking these energy drinks to be able to build muscle, but then all it's doing is spiking your cortisol so high. And when cortisol is high, it's makes it a lot harder to be able to build lean muscle. Yep. Absolutely. Stress. So there is some stress we want when we're trying to build muscle and that is actual physical stress, pushing something, lifting something, pulling something, any of those things. Those are the kind of stresses we want to help us build new muscle. But when you bring a stress that's going to increase your cortisol, whether it's from your lifestyle choices, which could include poor sleep, which can include maybe if you're someone not meditating. So I'm talking about like external stress from work or from family, not learning how to manage that, you will increase your cortisol which makes Mm. it tougher for your body to break down fat because under stress, our body's going to retain more adipose or fat because it is stored energy. And when we're under stressful environment, our body says, oh no, something big is going to come and we may not be able to eat anything. So we're going to hold on to that adipose tissue due to the elevated cortisol or stress hormone. Absolutely. And when you have that elevated cortisol, your body can't even produce melatonin, which it does naturally. So, so many people are having these melatonin supplements when your body's on really high cortisol because you're drinking all this caffeine when if you just reduce your caffeine, you wouldn't need the melatonin supplement because then you'd sleep well. Yeah. So it's a whole yeah. circular event. For sure. It's the women that come to me and they're like, I don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm like getting up in the morning. I'm crushing the gym. I'm doing my HIIT workouts. I'm not eating breakfast. I'm having coffee for breakfast and I can't figure out why I'm not losing weight. I'm like, I got like a lot of different ideas here. <laughs> Let's <laughs> I <gotta> start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's just what we're taught to push, 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 so, push, push, and eat less, less, less. And then yeah. you go on the weekends and binge, binge, binge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love a good pizza on the weekends, but <laughs> in control, in control. Um, so, okay. What about protein? Because I think this is the biggest, I would say 
the biggest supplement on the market when it comes to protein supplements or protein bars. It's the most common for people to use like BCAAs. You have to be more into like the lifting to really know or understand what they are. Unless some Joe Schmo at the store sold you whatever, which remember when the guy sold me pro hormones, we're going to get into that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, what did you get, but, Katie? Yeah, you should probably not. Trying to fix my hormones, and I was about to take synthetic hormones. You know what? We'll just talk about it now. I went into a supplement <laughs> store after coaching with Tony, and <sighs> this guy started selling me on this like product that was going to. I think because I, I told him I take creatine, and he's like, "Oh no, this is like amazing for aesthetics. Like it'll really make you look ripped." And I'm like, I, "Honestly, I didn't really want it. I didn't go in there looking for that. I actually went in there looking for like a." vegan protein peanut butter because I love peanut butter. Um, Like who goes into a supplement store for that? Only me. But he sold me on this product and I brought it home and I like started to just like, I randomly looked it up, which is something I wouldn't have done back in the day. Cause you just trust that these people have your best interest in mind. And I sent Tony the label. And this is when I was really trying to heal my hormones and it had pro hormones in it, like synthetic hormones that I was about to start taking without even realizing. And I just think that's crazy. So they're called SARMs, S-A-R-M-S, Selective uh, Receptor Androgen Modulators, or sorry, Selective Androgen Receptor Modulators, SARMs, S-A-R-M-S. You could have gone with it and everybody would have believed you. Oh, wow. That's such a big word. You would have believed you. Yeah. (laughs) So what this does, and I've seen it, uh, it helps produce more testosterone. It is very, it's banned by all the sports major league sports, like national sports, all of them, because obviously it can make that happen. And I had a client previous to you that was taking it and he started to grow man boobs because what happens is when you take a higher testosterone, your estrogen also goes up. And if you're female, your estrogen goes up as your testosterone goes up. And what happens when you come off of it, your testosterone drops significantly, whether you're male or female, because both produce both. And what happens is that estrogen is still producing very highly. And right? you cry for, Yep. <laughs> yes you cry a lot um and if you're a female who takes it at first you might notice a little bit more upper stash uh maybe a little bit more like grunting at the gym deeper voice yeah Yeah. hey okay how are you upper stash i love it yeah uh so they try to sell you on it because you think you're getting better results but eventually your body's going to get used to it and it's going to stop responding to it and you're going to have a whole hormone issue on the side that you didn't go in buying for this $30 pill or powder that you were right. thinking Which you were when, getting to help. When you want composition change, if your hormones are out of balance, like that won't happen until they are. But it's just, it's, it's crazy how easy you can get like marketed or they can sell you on this. This is even when I was like into nutrition in the nutrition coaching realm for a while and had worked with you. And one thing that you taught me is if you ever have to cycle off a supplement, it's not something you should be taking. Absolutely. That's the one. Uh, uh, high five. Boom. Screen high five. <laughs> boom. <laughs> absolutely, Katie. You are absolutely right. That's exactly a you have plus to off for of. me. Yeah. <laughs> I will be sending you a creatine yes. check in tomorrow morning and a banana yes. check in tomorrow morning. I love it. <laughs> I will hopefully be passing. Um, okay. Let's get back to protein though. Cause that was the original, but my mind yes. is going a million places. So, okay. The most, I think it's the most common when you say. Absolutely. Um, Uh, And I, to be honest, like when it comes to a quality protein supplement, I'm okay with clients taking one a day to be able to supplement for protein. Cause it is tough for a lot of clients, especially vegan or vegetarian to be getting that protein. 
Absolutely. So I always, again, look for that third-party certification. And then I also look for flavor because a lot of vegan and vegetarians proteins are not that great tasting. Yeah. And if you do find one, you want to find one that is a mix of like pea, rice, Mm -hmm. pumpkin seed, um, all those things, because when it's just one, the problem is it doesn't have all those nine essential amino acids we were talking about earlier in the podcast. You might get eight and you're missing one. So it's actually not as effective. And a lot of them don't even have enough leucine, which is the one that we actually want to make sure you're getting enough protein in. So if you are looking for a vegetarian or vegan source, that's definitely something you want to look at uh, their amino acid profile and make sure it has at least 2000 milligrams of leucine, which is spelled L-E-U-C-I-N. I I didn't know this. I'm learning this and writing it down. Write it down. Make a note. Uh, I think Vegas Sport is a very good one, and Garden of Life is another one that I'm aware of. At I this love moment. Garden of Life protein. Yeah. Vegas Sport, a little too powdery for me. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I like the way you did it, a little too. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like Salt Bay was about to come in and be like, "This is how I feel about Vegas Sport." Okay. Clearly, this is not sponsored by them. <laughs> I love Vegas Sport. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and what about protein bars? Cause those have like, obviously protein bars, you're going to have more in them than protein powder because it's a bar, right? It needs to be. I a try bar to form. stay as natural as possible. So like, I love the RX bars. Uh, I think garden of life actually has a bar too. So I always, when I look for a protein bar, I always make sure that it has some sort of fiber and it has at least 15 grams of protein because a lot of, yeah. a lot of these bars have 15 to 20 grams of protein but they have no fiber. They have a lot of filler. So it'll, you'll still be hungry afterwards. And if it's a low fiber one, just add a piece of fruit to it. But anyways, the protein powder, just making sure it comes from a reputable source as well. And that's one thing a lot of people miss out on because a lot of these third-party certifications don't have any protein bars being tested because at the moment, no one cares. Right. Uh, So always being cautious with that. If you do see some changes with the protein bar, it might be a new protein bar you're trying out. It could be due to the protein bar because of the protein powder in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing that you have to look out for is companies saying that they're protein bars and they will have like 12 grams of fat, 45 grams of carbs, and like six grams of protein. And you're like that. I'm not saying that's like a bad bar, but I'm saying it's not a protein bar. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm with you. I remember the one that you used to eat a lot was the no cows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are good, but there's some, you're absolutely right. It's, this is pretty much like a, a candy bar. Nothing wrong with candy bar. It's great before or after a workout. But if you're looking for something with a little bit more protein in the afternoon, it's the exact opposite of what you're looking right. for. Right. It's you're not going to get it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So if somebody is like just starting out with supplements or just starting out on their sort of health and fitness journey and they want to, they're building a good foundation, but they want to get on some supplements, whether it might be multivitamins, fish oils, B12, vitamin D, whatever it is, what would you recommend as like a good base to start with? Third party tested. I would definitely have them get their blood work, um, especially women. Make sure their iron and ferritin levels are up because if not, a good iron supplement, um, I do recommend Thorn. They have uh, an iron bisglycinate that doesn't uh, stop you up. Um, A good folate supplement, if you are vegetarian or vegan, um, get those levels tested. Then I would definitely like get your vitamin D tested because a lot of people are deficient in it. Midwesterners? Yes. Not me here in Colorado. (laughs) Just kidding. So those are just like the ones you should get tested before you take anything. And if it's just kind of like a blanket statement, I do like a good protein powder. As you said, it kind of just tops off if you are being low in protein and and learning how to include more protein-rich foods. Creatine, absolutely. And fish oil and a multivitamin just to kind of cover the basis of what you're taking. Um, But trying to get more fruits and vegetables in for that, right? 
fish oil, creatine, those are always ones that I recommend. Yeah. Um, but besides that, oh, uh, depending what kind of physical activity you do, collagen as well. Um, so if you're doing a lot Ooh. of like bouncing movements or anything like that, then absolutely, because your joints, tendons, ligaments use collagen, not mm -hmm. your hair, nails, and skin, as it is promoted by the fitness industry. It doesn't help. And also, if you take collagen, don't take it with coffee or caffeine because it actually stops the collagen from working. What? Uh, research came out re recently about it. And no, this is new for me. <laughs> Wait, what? Hold up. Can, yep. we, can we go over this? Because Reverse. Hi, I'm Tony Castillo, <laughs> the Kanye West of nutrition. Everyone does collagen coffee. Everybody, even Vital Proteins has like their new latte one. Uh, it's not effective. The, the caffeine that you're having with it is stopping the collagen from being utilized. It inhibits or stops the collagen from, from going into where it needs to. Uh, and I wow. used to take coffee and collagen all the time. Uh, I, yeah. I will be the number one person to say that. Uh, I would even mix it in for my morning workouts. And I've recently stopped because I know it reduces the effectiveness of it. And I believe it's up to 70% effectiveness. Also, collagen isn't a complete protein. It is not. So it's yeah. not good to take by itself. On its own. Yeah. yeah. When a lot oh. of people take it. I, I believe even one of these companies created it so that they could be a complete protein because they saw a lot of people were taking it as a recovery when it's not a good recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Blowing my mind. I'm learning stuff. I'm trying. My, I try. I try to keep up to date, Katie. Out here. <laughs> It's amazing. Oh, it's been so good having you on. I feel like we dove into like every single question and better that I wanted answered, which is the best. If you were to give everybody one takeaway, what would it be? Hydrate or dihydrate. <laughs> Learn so car analogies. No, <laughs> that's no car analogy. That's Tony's thing is, is stay hydrated. Cause really, that's right. Let's just, let's just, that's it. it. Less um, energy drinks, more water. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Drink I love more it. water. Stop relying so much on caffeine supplements, whether it's from a, a form of coffee or energy drinks and just drink more water. I think we definitely are an under hydrated population. Yeah. Carbs, creatine and water. CCW, Boom. baby. Not created <laughs> clear water revival. No way, baby. We got to trade carbs that. and water. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, tell everybody that's listening where they can find you, like what you do, what you offer for coaching, all the things. You'll be seeing me commenting on Katie's page every once in a while, asking her about creatine or bananas. You can find me on Instagram at coach underscore Tony Castillo. You can find me on my website, nutritionfp.com, which stands for performance, not Frank Paul, but that is the F and P. Uh, <laughs> and you can email me, Tony at nutritionfp.com. Those are the best ways to find me. And Amazing. yeah, if you have any questions, have ask. all of that in the show notes for you, for yes. everyone. So they can easily, easily find you. Tony, thank you so much for being on Crying Burns Calories. You're an absolute rock star as usual. Same. Thank you, Katie. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.